loss of a, a limb is horrible. Um, permanent injuries in any capacity is horrible, but you cannot do anything without fully functioning uh, brain. The Concussion Center proudly presents Talking Heads, a podcast based on all things related to head injuries. This is not just a show about concussion. In this series, we take an in-depth look at the brain and its function, specifically after there is trauma. Hosted by Brent Jones, Antonio Walden, and Dr. Robert Allen, Talking Heads was created to give a realistic perspective to head injuries. So sit back, relax, and let us fill your head with brain knowledge. All right, welcome to another episode of Talking Heads. It is I, Antonio, with you once again, um, facilitating this invigorating conversation. We have another awesome guest sitting in with us today, a young man who's been around this personal injury game for over 20 years. He's seen, uh, seen it all from the defense side of a Fortune 500 company to insurance defense. Now he's on the plaintiff side fighting for those who have been injured in car accidents, has a thriving, growing, amazing practice here in Atlanta. We are thrilled to have the one, the only attorney, Nicholas Chester Sr. Esquire, sitting in <laughs> with us today. I appreciate your time there, attorney S. Chester. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You're laying it on thick, but I, I do like it. So. <laughs> well, well, the check cleared, so I had, to, I had to hold up my end of the bargain. <laughs> oh, man. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, as we always do on Talking Heads, we always want to get the um, individual perspectives of each attorney we talk to. So we start from um, the best place to start, the beginning. What got you into law, um, namely personal injury to start with? Well, I've always been interested in helping others. That's uh, my genesis. Um, my undergraduate work was in uh, social sciences. Um, I have an undergrad degree in psychology and sociology, and, and I've always been interested in helping others. I've done that for a long time. Um, I've always wanted to uh, go to law school and be an attorney and um, that's just a furtherance of what I've done most of my career. And, you know, I've been fortunate to be in, in the right place to uh, learn some things about uh, personal injury law and uh, working with others at a high level. And, and this is the, the, the next step in that progression for me is to uh, help people at this level and provide a service to others and, and help them really get through uh, hard times in life. And, uh, you know, that's how I ended up here, just a, a continuation of, of wanting to help people through their situation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff. Um, so even with that, no matter how pure the motives are, sometimes you run across um, situations, um, days where things are just aren't going your way, or sometimes right. it may be even be the clients. <laughs> but when you run across those, those difficult, those frustrating, those infuriating times, what, what keeps you in law? What keeps you from saying, you know what, I got this psychology degree, I can go over here and be the new Dr. Freud, or I can go and, and be a counselor. <laughs> what keeps you practicing law? Well, for me, the, the push through is the recognition that, you know, it could be me on the other side of the, the situation, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. things have gone left instead of right. And, 
and things that turned out a different way in life, you know, I always say that it could be me and I could be the one asking for help and I could be the one in need. So in the back of my mind, uh, that's always the push through because I, I always feel like we are helping the individual, but this is really more about helping out the uh, uh, community and, and a lot of folks who did not have the opportunities that I might have had or opportunities other people might have had. So for me, I always think about, you know, that possibility and I always want to do the best for the person and for the situation because, you know, life is funny like that. You never know where you're going to end up. And uh, I'm blessed that I'm not in that situation, but there are times where, you know, I, I recognize in a client things that I see in me or saw in me or maybe a relative or loved one. And, and, you know, I always think about if the shoes on the other foot, I'd want somebody to really go that extra mile and step up for me. Right. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, you mentioned something about um, being, being the difference and in, um, in what you just said. And that's honestly what, as you know, the concussion center isn't that that old. I think we're about a year and a half old now. Um, but the innovation, that needed innovation, is what called for us to to build it. Um, so the innovation in personal injury that you've seen over the twenty years that you've been around it, what's one some of the more memorable points that you you like? All right, it's it's about time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a there's been a lot of things. I, I'm. I'm blessed to have had a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. And I was just telling a friend of mine that, you know, this industry has progressed and things have changed so much over the years. I remember one of the older guys telling me a story when I first became an adjuster. And he was he was telling me when he was an adjuster, when he was a young guy, you know, 40 years ago, he would walk around with checks in his shirt pocket and just write people checks on the spot. He wouldn't even ask what happened to you or you have any bills to show or anything like that. He said, yeah, back then they just gave adjusters a bunch of checks and you just walked around and you go out to people's house and, hey, here's 500, here's 250. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, sign something and, and you know, or maybe here's 10 bucks. And so it's changed a lot, the processes, the protections. You know, I still am blessed to have friends who are, representatives of the insurance company, their adjusters, their accountants, um, their defense counsel. And then, of course, I have plenty of plaintiff's attorneys, friends and people who work um, on, on both sides. And I think that, you know, the industry has changed so much. And this this, you know, this personal injury um, uh, genre has changed so much that you know, you, you just it's, it's more of a process. And, and really, it's a a a more collegial approach than it used to be. Things you know, shift every day, every week. But I know that, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago is a long time. You know, there were times where, you know, uh, uh, plaintiff's attorneys, representative, case managers would come by the office and we'd have settlement days. Adjusters mm -hmm. sit in a conference room with case managers and may settle 10, 15 at a time. And you know, it was a very collegial atmosphere and that's changed somewhat. There's more boundaries put in place, of course, but, you know, the industry is different. It's grown a lot. I've seen some great things, seen some wacky things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I think we're in a good place now. 
you know, mm-hmm. coming out of COVID. We're in a, a better place. The, the, the industry has changed some. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good folks involved now, places like the Concussion Center. We didn't have those resources years ago. And it's always a plus to, to be able to help clients out in that way and get them all the resources they need. Yeah. So, yeah, the innovations that we've seen, I mean, just in the last four or five years has been have been astounding, um, namely head injuries. But there's been a bunch of other other things that have come to the forefront. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, it's always been chiropractors, always been pain management. Um, orthopedics um, surgeons had to um, pretty much traverse the same road that head injuries are traversing. Now they have to prove that this is needed, prove that it heals. Um, right. What kind of what kind of things did did you see that helped them get to the point where those type of procedures that were once considered experimental or considered subjective came to be more accepted and more objective type of things once you put them into a demand? Well, I think the the, the one of the biggest things that I've seen is just the recognition from the insurance side and from the plaintiff's attorney side that the public has grown more aware. And I think that is the biggest thing for our industry. I think there was a time, and I actually remember this, part of the adjuster's manuals said that you would discount this much for this type of treatment. A concussion, anything related to it, it was discounted off the bat. There's no no actual rationale for doing it. It was just assumed that it was less than. But one of the great things that has happened is the public has become more aware of you know, more, more diversity in treatment, more diversity in the diagno- diagnostic work to, to help people understand you know, the different conditions. And as that awareness has grown, so has the, the acceptance um, on, the, on both sides. And, and that's a great thing for us because as a trial attorney, now, thanks to places like the Concussion Center, thanks to a lot of the work other people have done, I can take a case to a jury and I can explain to them what a head injury looks like. And, and they will understand what I'm talking about. They'll understand how it relates and it's, it won't be a foreign subject to them. So that is a, a big step forward for us a layperson understanding and taking that, that high level information, the doctors like a concussion center provide and it being broken down to where they can understand it sitting on a jury means that, mm-hmm. okay, it is more acceptable now all the way around. Yeah. And a lot of that goes to the area that you're in too. Um, I remember when I was in funding and I haven't seen this in anywhere, but one place, um, El Paso, Texas, we get referrals specifically asking for acupuncture. Yep. I mean, that was one of the main courses of treatment for yeah. them was acupuncture. And I haven't seen that anywhere else because it hasn't been, like you said, accepted anywhere else. People don't understand it anywhere else. But in El Paso, hey, I'm hurting. I'm not going to pain management. I'm not going to take pills. I'm not going to go to the ortho. ortho. I'm going to go over here to the acupuncturist. Yeah. <laughs> And that yeah. is, it is, it's sometimes regional. I had a case in the, in the Rio Grande mm-hmm. way back when, and you learn as you go different places around the country, people view uh, different holistic uh, approaches and treatments differently. 
And what we say is normal here in Metro Atlanta may not be um, may not be normal any other place. So at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, there is a regional approach to it, but I always tell clients, it doesn't matter if you want crystal to burn <laughs> incense, you want acupuncture if you're, or, or if they're going to put ashes on your eyebrows or something, <laughs> we wanted you to get the help you need and we want you to do what's best for you and your body. Exactly. So now I got to ask you, being a former adjuster, do you have any sympathy when you go up against the, the current adjusters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually do. I, I take the approach that, uh, you know, I hate to steal from the movie, but, but you know, I, I take the approach of help me help you. You know, <laughs> I, I want to see you winning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I try to uh, I just try to educate because I know some of the pressures those individuals are are under and. I know what they're facing, and I I tell uh, I tell anyone that hey I've been there. And when you audit those adjusters' files and you look at you know their information, one of the things that pops out is hey they're 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 trying to figure it out like everyone else. So I I I, I don't take pity on them, but I do <laughs> understand that hey you need information that way you can. Uh, justify the decision that you're going to make. And I know you're going to make. So I want to help them be great by putting them in a position where they can, you know, take care of our clients in, in the most fruitful way. <laughs> right, right. And you said something that's key there, trying to figure it out. And I think at the end of the day, that's what all of us are trying to do, um, especially in this head injury space, um, because like we alluded to earlier, it's, it's still relatively new. Um, so when you or any other attorney go, goes in and says, hey, this person has a head injury, even if you have the narratives behind it and the notes behind it, it's still a learning curve that you have to contend with. Um, right. How do you, how do you um, handle that? Or how do you adjust to that learning curve when you encounter it? Well, I, I think one of the things that I found helpful is to peel back the layers and draw the analogies that people understand. Mm -hmm. Our region of the country here in the South and, and especially in Metro Atlanta, you could talk about concussions and you could talk about head injuries and you could talk about them in a way that is um, correct and that is, is highlighting those med that medical information. Or you could talk about football and you could talk about concussions and you could talk about things that your average person has seen with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody I've talked to, everybody I know has a story about when they were a child and they were knocked out, when they did something stupid on the playground and fell and hit their <laughs> head and they woke up woozy and, you know, big mama just put, put a cold water on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so taking that information and breaking it down to a component that, that, that people can understand and they can resonate with, I think is what I found is to be the key and not trying to make a person understand all the ins and outs of the medical diagnosis and, you know, trying to get them to understand all of that, that, that is a lot harder and it needs to be done sometimes, but I found it better to, draw the correlations between things people understand 
And then from there, you can extrapolate and talk about, and let me tell you how it affected them and affected their quality of life and what they could and could not do and what it looks like moving forward for them. Yeah. I always like to ask, um, just to put attorneys on the spot, do you remember the first case you had with a head injury in it? Oh, I, I do actually. Okay. I do. About how, how many years back was it? Let's see. If I'm looking at this must've been 20 years ago. I, oh, wow. This, this is, um, you know, when I was an adjuster, I had, I, I had a head case and I had them all the time, but, uh, this was unique because it was a commercial case. It involved a commercial vehicle. Um, and back then, you didn't really know what it was. You know, there, there really wasn't a, um, unless it was a open head wound mm-hmm. or a certain type of head injury, there, there really wasn't an acceptable way to view those type of things. And you know, I remember it because it was just a strange case. Um, the outcome was, was a little different, but yeah, it's, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And, you know, we've come a long way from there, you know, and back, back then, if somebody had a closed head injury and it was brought into a case, you just chalked it up, especially on the insurance side, you chalked it up to, Hey, maybe, maybe they weren't right in the first place. Okay. So holding on to that case from then to now and, like I'm sure you've seen, um, head injury, TBI, concussion, it's, it's the new sexy word to put on any any um, case that you're looking into right. now. What if you had to attribute to the, I guess, the popularity of it now, if you had to attribute one thing to it, what one thing would you say has pushed head injuries to the forefront and into the limelight that they're in now? I, I would say that it is the cultural um, recognition that that this type of injury is one of the most severe things that could happen to a person, um, and that's directly attributable to you know the medical professionals, those attorneys, and, and those individuals that have highlighted it over the years and and really worked in the trenches on it. Because the general public, when you say a TBI head injury, you know they had no idea. And mm-hmm. now where we are is it's directly attributable to those people who've, who've made the public aware of it. And that awareness has really caused um, people to look at it in a different plane and, and really to say that, OK, you know, loss of a, a limb is horrible. Um, permanent injuries in any capacity is horrible, but you cannot do anything without fully functioning uh, brain. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which is, like you said, something that we've been striving for in this end is just to educate, especially those that are defending the people who are, are injured in those in those type of injuries. So they fully understand because you'd be surprised how many people don't have that, that understanding that you just so eloquently articulated um, about how, yeah, you can heal an arm, but the arm is nothing without the command center that tells it what to do. Right. So. And it's easier for me to show you this arm needs healing than it is for me to show you the brain needs healing. Yeah, it's it's a lot more leg work, and it is a a it's a different story to tell. But there, mm-hmm. thankfully, now we have, like I said, places like the concussion center, and there's a lot of attorneys 
and individuals out there who are learning how to tell the story the right way and how to, you know, express what that loss of, of that capacity, that mental capacity means. Exactly. Uh, so I've been seeing everywhere. It seems like every time I open up my phone, I see a picture of, of Mr. Chester in his blue suit. Um, <laughs> I almost at once when I saw the video, I, I thought somebody's going to be down there with the little fan. So the coat of flooded in the breeze like Michael <laughs> Jackson. But I, I didn't see it. I'm glad I didn't see it because we would have had to talk about it. But man, I see that there's been a, a growth at the firm there. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we we for a long time and, and me personally always wanted to deliver quality work to our clients. And that has been the focus for a long time. And, you know, just been blessed here in the last couple of years to grow and grow in a way where we can still provide high quality service to individuals all over Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, we're not just siloed to Metro Atlanta. Um, we will go anywhere and take on any case. And I tell clients all the time, we, we, we want to help you wherever you are. And so the function for us is, continues to be a quality. Um, not every case is a good fit for us. Not every situation is a good fit. Mm -hmm. And we are real discerning about, you know, um, what we do and how we do it. And we're real upfront about letting individuals know, hey, we can really help you with this. Or maybe it's not something that we can help them with. But we've, we've been blessed with a, a phenomenal opportunity to um, to, to provide high quality legal service to the entire state of Georgia, to uh, bring all the expertise that uh, we have to bear in case and, and, and give some really great results to uh, individuals in the state of Georgia. Awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with us today. Um, for all those that may be listening, let them know where they can find you at, social medias, website, um, Email, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to give out. <laughs> well, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for uh, the interview. Love, love the format and love providing good information. It's the Chester Law Firm. My name is Nick Chester. I'm the, the founder. And we can be reached at chesterlawfirm.com. That's the website. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook. We're all over social media. You can do it the old-fashioned way and call 678-813-1077 um, and reach out to us. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at chesterlegal.net. So there's all kinds of ways to reach out to us. And, you know, any inquiry, we'd be more than happy to get back to them. And, and I tell folks all the time, talking is free. I don't mind talking. <laughs> and, and, you know, you may not hear what you want to hear, but we definitely want to talk to you. Awesome. We appreciate you talking to us today. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talking Heads. We'll be right back at you here soon. Um, but in the meantime, you know how to find us as well on all platforms. We are Concussion Center. Um, website is theconcussioncenter.com. Um, you know, you can reach out to me at, at Antonio at concussionctr.com um, email wise and you, everyone should already have my phone number. If not, you don't need it. But we'll talk to you next time. This has been an episode of Talking Heads. Thank you for listening to Talking Heads. This podcast has been brought to you by the Concussion Center. We appreciate the opportunity to fill your brain with some new information regarding head injuries. If you have any additional topics you would like us to cover, please reach out to us on our various social media platforms at the Concussion Center 
or hit us up on our website at concussionctr.com. 